Podcast friends, my name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Check. Episode, um, actually we are episode 102, 102. Um, I didn't do anything for episode 100, although I should have. I think I just forgot. Um, but that's pretty cool, right? It's been a, a little over a year or about a year since I started the podcast. Um, no, wait. It's been more than it. It's been more than a year. It's been like a year and... Oh, no, wait. Has it been a year? Jesus Christ, I've forgotten. Hold on. Hold that thought. Yeah, it has been almost two years, actually. August 2020 uh, was when I started the podcast. So that's crazy, right? Two years, 100 episodes, 100 plus episodes, and we just keep on going. Why? Because there is always something to talk about in the world of uh, cinematography, being a owner operator, right? And part of that comes down to our ability to um, articulate our visual uh, techniques and our visual method, right? And so prime example uh, was last week I was on set and the director asked, um, what do I look for when I use false color, right? And many moons ago when I uh, found out about uh, false color where it was you know, I mean, it was pretty much an industry standard, an industry standard, right? Um, but I was, I was learning how to, um, you know, find my own way of lighting, right? And and ratios, and exposure, and false color has been a tool that I continuously use, um, along with waveform and stuff like that. Um, but before false color, I would only really check for two things, right? In the beginning, I would only check for what um, my key levels, or like what IRE, what is my key at? Is it like 60, 65 IRE, 55 IRE? And then what's blowing out, right? What is clipped? Uh, what can I not bring back? I wouldn't pay too much uh, attention to uh, to the shadows because at, at that point in time, the cameras that I, w- I was using, a lot of them didn't have um, 10-bit codecs, right? A lot of them were still 8-bit 420. Even if they were a 4K sensor, it was still 8-bit 420, right? And um, my philosophy at the time using those cameras, right? Those, those sort of um, uh, not as sophisticated cameras, were that I'd rather let the shadows go because if I try to bring them up in post, they're just gonna be you know extremely noisy or they may have um, uh, noise color noise pattern right you know where like even if you do bring the shadows on, on some cameras um, a lot you don't just seem like fixed noise pattern right it's like purple or it's red and, and you're just like ah oh, shit I might as well just not even see this right because it's very distracting uh, and then time moves on right and then now how I use false color and hopefully this will give you guys. A, um, a a more well-rounded approach to false color, if you aren't uh, thinking in this way, is I use false color for those same reasons, right? Okay, what's my key at? Uh, 40 IRE, 45 IRE. Uh, what is blowing out, right? What is 90 plus IRE, 85 IRE? Um, on top of that, where are my shadows? Right? Because now I am using cameras where I can bring back data in the shadows, right? Uh, at least by a stop or so without having to use noise reduction or very, very little noise reduction, right? So, you know, what is what is clipping the blacks? But how, how I look at it now is because I've trained my eye to look at like, okay, what are am my blocks crushed? Are my highlights blowing out? What is my key level up? I've trained my eye to look at those pretty, pretty fast. Now how I use false color is how do I know in this frame I'm looking at um, how, uh, what are the layers? Do I have layers, right? It's really the question, right? Do I have layers, um, that are different from my key to background? So say my background is like IRE, 
like 75, right? And then my key is IRE like 45, right? Do I have variation below 45, like between 10 and 45? And do I have variation from 45 to 70? And then do I have a little bit of variation from 70 to like 85, right? We're, we're using the whole IRE spectrum to create layers. Why? Because the more layers you have, the more three-dimensional your uh, frame looks, the more uh, depth that you create, um, the more three-dimensional your, your images and your frames look, the more interesting they are, right? And the more interest they have, the more that um, there, there, there's more density to the image. And when I see a dense image or an image with, with a lot of depth, I'm immediately drawn to that image, right? And I don't know if that's just me as, as a cinematographer or someone who really enjoys um, the image-making process, uh, or if it's just someone... Or, or I'm just a person who just enjoys looking at like, you know, beautiful photography, right? There's, you don't have to be a cinematographer or a gaffer or a director or a writer to appreciate a really good image, right? A good image could be something that you've seen on Instagram, uh, someone taking just, you know, a, a photo of a landscape with their, their iPhone, right? And, and it looks beautiful to a painting in a museum, uh, to like local, maybe like graffiti, right? I'm, I've, I've been kind of interested in graffiti the past like 15, 20 years. Every time I see graffiti, like, you know, especially growing up in Southern California, we have a lot of it in Los Angeles and San Diego. Um, there's some really cool graffiti, right? Um, like artistic graffiti, not just like gang signs and, and shit like that, um, but artistic graffiti, right? Um, so how can you use false color in a way where you're creating layers, right? If you just have like half of your image that's, you know, IRE 10, IRE 15, and that your key is like, you know, whatever, IRE, IRE 55, IRE 60. And then from IRE 55 to 60, the next thing is, you know, just the, the big window you have in the back, that's IRE 80, 85. And then there's nothing left, right? That, that, that still, it's not necessarily a flat image, but it could be better. And I'm always chasing that goal as how can I make this better than last time, than the last time, than the last time, right? And so that's how I use um, false color. Uh, how I use, or the version of also I use, I just use the small HD one, the, it's like Spectrum 1 or Spectrum 2, whatever it is on, on the newer ones. Um, I, I can, I could never use the ones on the, on the Atomos, uh, even though I have like a Ninja, a Ninja V, I sometimes don't use false color because I just get confused. It was like, well, there's just too many fucking colors, you know? And, um, I, I train, it's because I've always used the small HD ones first. So I know like my IRE, I like it that you know, light blue to um, lighter green color, right? So you're talking about like IRE 40 to IRE 65, that range, right? Whereas the Atomos is using like the traditional airy one and the black and the black magic one where it's like pink and gray and then a lighter color pink and then a lighter color gray. I mean, it's like, Jesus Christ, I have no idea what the hell I'm looking at. Um, so I, I prefer the small HD one just because it's easier for me to look at that because it's just like, okay, it's a spectrum of blue it's a spectrum of green and then it's a spectrum of red. That's it, right? Whereas the other ones, it's like there's, you know, there's pink here and then it goes to like gray and then it goes to like, you know, a, like a like a, a black and then kind of a, like a neutral black and I'm just like, what the hell is this shit? So that, that's how I use it. Um, but obviously, if you've been using uh, Airy cameras or if you've been using Blackmagic, right, they have a different spectrum for false colors. So you, you would prefer that. Right. As long as you understand like the layers, right? That, that's all that really matters, right? Maybe your brain registers colors differently uh, than my brain. And that's really fine, right? You got to use whatever works for you. Don't use just be, don't use something just because I say you, you should use it, right? Or because I use it. Um, and, and another, another, you know, tip when using false color is I always check the log image and then I check the LUT, right? 
uh, I normally just check the LUP because a lot of times, you know, if the agency there or if the client's there, you know, you always want to go back and forth and just say, oh, okay, it's actually going to look like this, right? And you turn on the LUP and you use false color, right? And, you know, maybe some things look a little blown out to you, but, you know, you know what it is. I check the log in false color because the log tells me how much I can actually pull back um, in post, right? Whereas if you have the LUT on, whatever monitor, whatever camera you're using, and you turn on false color and you're like, okay, cool, these, you know, row of windows are clipping. It's like IRE um, 95 or whatever, right? If you try to adjust for the LUT, which again is great if you are, say, passing it, passing the footage, passing um, the, the, uh, the actual um, raw footage, to the post-production house or, or the production company, whatever it is, right? Then it's great if you can adjust in camera, right? If you have the tools, you have the resources, you have the manpower, you have the, the fixtures, the grip, whatever it is, right? It's great to get in camera. Um, if if you don't have those tools net, um, available at hand, whether that be a budget thing or a schedule thing, a lot of times I think more it's a schedule thing. It's like, you know, uh, do I have an extra 15 minutes to, you know, set up another a uh, six by of neg or an eight by of neg or to, you know, mess around with the Fresnel outside. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, right? So in that situation, turn off your LUT, turn off false color, and then I'll tell you exactly how much you actually have in post to work with, right? And the most post-production houses, um, they they should, you know, I mean, it's like 2022, right? They should know how to pull down fucking highlights and, 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 and any NLE they're using, right? Resolve, Premiere, Final Cut, whatever it is, right? Um, look at the 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 log image and that if your highlights right in this example in those windows are registering at like IRE 80 you know uh, the camera you're using right when they maybe I'm just gonna give you an example super simple right my FX9 I know the sensor I know that the um, the highlights in the FX9 holds better than the shadows do I know that just from um, fucking using the camera over and over again right I know that so I know that if I hit false color I turn off the let I'm looking at the log image my highlights are registering like IRE 85, IRE 80, I can bring that down by a good stop, a stop and a half, right? Without it looking like like a weird HDR signal, right? Shadows on the other hand, I, I know I need I need to preserve those because if I try to bring them up, I know for me, I don't like bringing up shadows more than like half a stop on the FX9. Otherwise it starts to look kind of kind of just noisy. It looks like AP footage, right? Your camera is different. Maybe you're running Red Gemini, maybe you're running Alexa Mini or Amira or... Uh, Ursa G2, whatever it is, right? Sony A7 IV, whatever the fuck camera you're using, right? Um, know your sensor, so that way you know that when you're looking at the log image and false color that you feel um, safe and comfortable that you can bring those highlights back in post, right? It's not gonna be an issue, right? Um, and I think that is pretty much it for, for false color. Uh, again, if you aren't using false color, I highly recommend you try False color, right? Try it on your next, the next job you have. Um, do some some practice stuff. Just it doesn't have to be anything dramatic, right? Just go in the go in your backyard or front yard, whatever whatever you have, or maybe your living room, right? And just you know, set up your camera, set up your monitor, turn on false color, and just see what what looks like, what it looks like, right? And then and then do the practice runs, right? One thing that I used to do a lot was I'd go to my living room or room, whatever what is whatever I have, you know, set up your frame and then turn on false color, right? see where your IRE values are, um, and then turn on your LUT, turn off your LUT, right? Both turn on, turn off, and then see what the LUT is doing to highlights, to the blacks, to the to the mid, to the, uh, the mid-tones, all that kind of stuff, right? And then do like an A-B test, right? So say, okay, if I um, expose for the image with the LUT on, let's bring it into Resolve, right? And let's see how much I can actually pull, pull up and pull down. 
And then, right, we're gonna test again with the uh, with the LUT off, turn on false color, right? You can see where your highlights and shadows are, midtones are. Go back into Resolve, use that second clip and see, oh, shoot, okay, cool. Things are actually different if I don't use the LUT to, um, to, to gauge exposure, right? Um, what do I normally look at? I normally look at the LUT, because I trust the LUT, the Phantom LUTs. Um, surprisingly, the Phantom the Phantom G4, the newest one uh, that, that Joel put out a couple months ago, whatever it is, the neutral one, um, I, I, I can match that very well with my FS7, and then also with the uh, Red Komodo, right? I actually use that, that Phantom LUT G4 on the Red Komodo, because it matches very well with the FX time. Surprising, don't know why or how, but it just does, right? So less work for me, right? Uh, so again, like do your homework, do your research, do, do you know, be a student of your craft, right? And so you get to the point where it's, okay, now how can I um, go above and beyond, right? What's the what's the next level? What are the next steps to, to progress and get better? Uh, so yeah, go use false color, man. I, 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 I use it all the time. Uh, but again, yeah, kind of going, uh, rounding off the answer to the last question, uh, what do I use? Um, what do I gauge most of the time? Is I gauge it with the LUT first, and then I just quickly turn off, turn off the LUT just to see where my highlights are and like the the um, and what's what's clipping, right? And then if nothing is clipping or if nothing's clipping too much, all right, cool. Go back to the LUT and then just make little tweaks there. All right. So hope you guys appreciated this episode. Hopefully, hopefully it helped you guys out in some way, shape, or form. Uh, please rate it on iTunes podcast. I would appreciate it. Please share the podcast with your friends your homies, your homets, you know the drill. And I'll catch you guys in next week's podcast episode. Bye-bye.